clothing white as snow. The earth is shaking. The guards are shaking. The women are silent. Suddenly. That's one way the word suddenly can go. I was talking with a friend who's been bombarded of late with a host of bad events in his life. He told me the other day, it's like I went to bed one night and the world made sense. I had a good job, a healthy family, dreams for the future, and suddenly, if you've ever eaten at the table with one of our homeless guests on Wednesday evenings or stayed the night with them, you know that almost all of their stories about how they came to be homeless has a suddenly in it. And sitting as we have been able to do for the last couple of years with refugees in Lesbos, Greece, listening to them talk about how they have left their homes amid great danger and violence, somewhere along the way their stories will contain that suddenly. Suddenly. That's how it happens. Worshippers gather amidst the waving palm branches last Sunday. You remember those of you who were here, how joyous it was. Children dancing down the aisle, waving, shouting Hosanna. The worst thing that happened here, and it, and it happened to a couple of our children, were they got a little startled by this, their usual Presbyterian peace being disrupted by this raucous Hosanna, and they started crying. But in Egypt, have you heard that audio? You hear the chants and the singing. You can make out children's voices. You can imagine those palm branches waving. And then suddenly, that was sudden, we sometimes say. And the words usually do not precede a happy occasion. If my children were here, they would tell you their father does not like surprises. If the first I'm hearing about a bad grade is the moment I'm looking at the progress report, that's not good. And they've learned over the years, they learned over the years to prepare me. Wow, Dad, Caleb would say, in passing this chemistry class is really difficult. Just, just wanting you to know that. I'm not sure I did well on that quiz the other day, Dad, just, just, just letting you know. But if every time I ask, do you have any homework, the answer is, no, I did it at school, and it's easy. And if I ask, have you studied for that big test, and they say, yes, I'm, I'm ready for it, no problem. And then a few weeks later, suddenly, <laughs> a bad grade just drops out of the sky. Well, Dad's going to need a minute. <laughs> Suddenly, it implies something has been upended. Something has happened for which you have not had adequate time to prepare or plan. Something has happened over which you discover you have very little control. And that, on this holy day, includes resurrection. One thing 
all the stories of resurrection tell us is that it was unexpected in every way by everyone then and now. You're walking along preparing to see the tomb and suddenly you are face to face with an angel sitting atop the stone face like lightning. And the angel is the one who names the women's feelings. Do not be afraid. And then a simple message as stunning today as it was then. He is not here, for he has been raised. And they leave quickly, Matthew says, and I love this way of putting it, with fear and great joy. How is it possible to be both fearful and joyful at the same time? Tom Long sums it up best, I think. He says, the wonderful news of Easter is that Jesus is alive. The terrible news of Easter is that Jesus is alive. Nothing is nailed down anymore. I told you last year, my friend John, and he was good to his word again this year, he always calls and says to me, Jesus is on the loose on Easter Day. And it gives me great joy. And if I'm honest, a little bit creepy, a little bit of fear to hear it. All those plans that I've made, all those things that I think I've got all figured out, all of it really, if you think about it, is up for grabs if Jesus is on the loose, if he is alive. Fear and great joy. I got in a political conversation the other day. It's been happening to me more and more these days. It was with a fellow Christian, and I guess you could say, for want of a better phrase, that he was, quote, on my side, end quote. I was speaking about an issue that had come up and expressing some feelings of hopelessness and cynicism. I think I may have even said something about building a bunker and stocking it with canned food. I was just trying to make a joke, you know. But he stopped. And he said, you know, I've heard you say a time or two in sermons that uh, God is God and we are not. And that Christ is Lord of all and head of the church. I'm wondering if you really believe that or not. And, and I said, I'd appreciate it if you would just listen to my sermons quietly like a good Presbyterian <laughs> and not start quoting them back to me. I thought you were on my side. That's the thing. That's the fearful thing about Jesus being alive. He's right. If it is true, that Jesus is alive, then suddenly I'm not allowed to just throw my hands up. And I'm certainly not allowed to draw up lines and demonize those with whom I disagree. Righteousness, mercy, justice, and peace 
can no longer be dismissed with a cross or a sword. We are called to look for him at work in the world and to join in that work, to not be afraid, to not lose hope. It is at that moment, at the intersection of fear and great joy, that suddenly Jesus is present to them. That's the second suddenly in this text. It is in some ways an odd and unexpected moment. The women are not prepared for it. The angel was not prepared for it. He had told the women to go and tell his disciples that they would see him in Galilee. But here he is, not in Galilee, but on the road to Galilee. Suddenly. I suspect that most of us expected to see him here today, to hear him in the brass and bells and the organ fanfare and this wonderful choir and the hallelujah chorus. We had expected to see him here with the cross covered in flowers and the sanctuary blooming in white and us dressed in our finest. We had expected to see him here pressed as we are against one another in these pews, among this crowd, in the peace that passes between us. But out there, on the road, at that place where the music is a memory, and the hallelujahs have turned back into hosannas, save us, or cries of forsakenness, when the blooms have fallen off the lilies and the sky is turning dark, when we are alone and putting one foot in front of the other and the crowds have all gone home, when our hearts tremble and peace seems a dream. We expected to see him here, but what about when we go back out into this trembling world? And all we really have to go on, friends, is a word from a messenger, a rumor of resurrection. Well, the preacher said Jesus was alive, but now we're back in the mess of this life we're living and trudging along the road and beginning to wonder if we can believe this good news to be true. Whether this Sunday-to-Sunday -Sunday affirmation of faith really means anything at all whether it can sustain us. We expected to see him here. But what about out there, on the road, when there's a tug of war going on between fear and joy, and the journey seems just long enough that fear may win? It's at that moment, that unexpected moment, when suddenly, he is present. He is near. I wanted Easter this year to be perfect. Any pastor who says otherwise to you is lying. We hope that every person who comes through these doors never faces an uncomfortable moment 
never sees anything that implies anything less than excellence. And last week, middle of the week, I was walking into the courtyard and I saw the flower beds and they were filled with weeds. And I marched into Glenda's office and I said, please make sure that that landscaping company gets out here and pulls up those weeds. We cannot have weeds on Easter. And I got an email from someone in the middle of the week who had been having some trouble hearing on Sundays and wanted to know if we had we had added those speakers two-thirds of the way back that we we're planning to do, and it made me remember all of that, and I called uh, Rich, and he said, I'm sorry, but they're not going to be here by Sunday. They don't have them in stock. And I said, how can they not have them in stock? Do they not know it's Easter? <laughs> and on it went. Just that morning, I had, I, I had blogged about a week that had suddenly popped up in our yard. It bloomed yellow, but it was still a weed. And I wanted to pull it up. And Kim said that she wasn't going to let me pull it up because it was beautiful. And I said, how can it be beautiful when it came up so suddenly? Beauty must be cultivated and fertilized and controlled. I went back out there and looked at it. You couldn't deny it. There was beauty there. Suddenly. So you know what? There are still some weeds out there. And the speakers are not there. And it rained on our sunrise service this morning. And it turns out, Jesus is still risen. We do not live our lives in the perfection of a perfectly manicured lawn. Our lives are lived on the messy road, somewhere between fear and great joy. And the good news of this day is that's where Jesus meets us, suddenly. I do not know what road awaits you out there when you leave this place or awaits this world in which we live. I do not know whether you go out of here walking into fear or great joy or both. But I hope you know the good news of this day is that you do not walk alone. Be on the lookout as best you can for that moment when he is present to you. For that moment when suddenly the Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.